Hello and welcome to another episode of Minty's Room. I'm your host Mariam and today I'm going to be deep diving into the idea of gifted child syndrome. I am aware that there are two meanings to gifted child uh, but when I say gifted child I mean the kids who are considered to have a lot of potential, a lot of academic potential in particular or kids who are labelled as smart, you know really clever, kids who are told that they'll go far in life. So if you didn't know already, gifted child syndrome is when those young kids grow up and they realise that they're not as smart as they thought they were or they're not as smart as people thought them to be. They buckle under the pressure of those expectations and those previous labels that they've had. They constantly chase academic validation and eventually they reach a burnout where they realise that, you know, it's their life isn't what they thought it was going to be. Now today I'm going to be talking about my own personal experience growing up as a gifted child, but I know for sure that there are going to be people out there who listen to my experience and realise that the same thing kind of happened to them as well or maybe the same thing is happening to you and you don't even realize um, but yeah let's get started now I've mentioned this before but I went to a really small primary school like it was tiny there was probably about 30 kids in the whole primary school altogether. and this meant that if you were clever you were seen as really clever because you know there's not that many kids to compare you to which meant that when there were cases that I knew the answer to a question or if I did more reading than everyone else I was seen as extremely smart and that's I feel like that's where it initially came from. This of course meant that when I got school reports and things the teacher would say oh Mariam is at the top of her class which doesn't really mean anything when your class has like five people in it but yeah I would take pride in these reports I'm not gonna lie and so would my parents and they would talk about it and say that I was a clever kid and you know I was gonna go far in life and other family members would say it too and it became a thing Mariam's smart Mariam's clever Mariam is going to go far in life and like I said I reveled in it I was very happy being labeled as the smart kid because I didn't really see myself as being talented in anything else so as long as I had that label of being smart I had something you know to give myself some credit I think I actually was pretty smart for my age um but I don't think that carried on as I got older like I think I was smart for like a 10 year old for example but then when I got older and went into my teens I don't think I was particularly like really clever but yeah throughout the whole of primary school I was the smart kid I would get all the hard questions in maths and things like that I would read loads of books and I loved it and then came high school. So I never did any of the grammar tests or anything like that. Um, because my primary school was quite small, I never did SATs either. So I was never truly put to the test in terms of my smartness, you know. But I did have to do an entrance exam for my school and I did pass. So I don't know with that what you will so yeah high school um like i said i didn't do sats so they didn't know what set to put me in so we did those other tests i think they're called cats i don't know but you do them on a computer and i had to do it a couple of times i don't know why but they made me do it quite a few times after i did those tests i was put in top set for everything so i was put in top set for maths english and science these classes were fairly small. I remember the English class only had about like 10 of us. The maths class had about 12 people. The science class was a bit bigger. Um, but yeah, that's what I remember. But yeah, year seven, I was thriving, doing well. Uh, we did a couple of tests here and there, like we had exam weeks. But you know what, in year seven, I don't think 
anybody i don't think you've really put to the test you know i think they're literally just easing you into high school in that year you'd learn nothing of value <laughs> um but yeah i enjoyed year seven and then came year eight and i say that with that tone because i was moved down in science and then I was moved down in maths halfway through the school year and I think that's because of my end of year exam in year seven I didn't do as well as I thought I would and then a couple of other exams in year eight I didn't do so well either and I would like to point out that I didn't revise for any of these tests the most I did was write some notes and that's it I didn't test myself didn't make flashcards any of that I just literally went into those tests blind and yeah I ended up getting moved down in some of those sets during the exams in year eight, I didn't do so well either, especially in my languages. We were doing Arabic, Urdu and French, and I literally got terrible in all three of them. Um, I remember science, I didn't do so great. English, I didn't do so great either. And so in year nine, I got moved down in English as well. I don't know, it felt like I suddenly went from being the top of my class and everything to being somewhere in the middle and that didn't feel so great, I'm not gonna lie, but I didn't think about it too much because I was like, eh, it's okay, it doesn't really count towards anything, right? And then in year nine, you get your predicted grades for GCSEs. I don't know why, but they gave them to us anyway. And I was like, oh my god, that is not good. It does not look good. And then of course, during parents evening and in my school reports it was reflecting there as well it would say things like oh Mariam isn't trying her hardest or you know Mariam isn't doing as well as she'd used to Mariam should put more effort this is how Mariam should revise and then as I've mentioned previously we did our Odu GCSEs in year nine and I completely flopped it I didn't even get put in to do the exam because of how badly I was doing with that subject. To be fair, I didn't really try my hardest with that subject, but my ego did take a bit of a hit. And then in year nine, the teachers would say to us that if you want to get put in for triple sciences, you have to do well in these exams. So you have to, you know, try a bit harder, do your best, and people who do the best will get put in for triple sciences. And I wanted to do triple sciences because I was like, damn, that sounds a bit better and I'd rather get an extra grade for science as well. So, okay, I'll do it. So I had to work a lot harder than I was used to. I really put in the work for those science exams and alhamdulillah I did get into it but I realised how much work I would have to do later on. I realised like I needed to put in more hours of work to get the same results that I used to get and that was a bit of a shocking realisation but you know I took it well. Uh, I definitely put in more work than I used to and then slowly but surely I got moved up in my different subjects. So in year 10 I got moved back up to set one in maths and science and then in year 11 it was English. But that was with a lot of work. If you look at my notes and all the past papers I did and all the flashcards I had for my GCSE revision, you'd be blown away. There was so much of it and I would put in so much work to get the results that I wanted. To give you the full picture here, in year 11, I would track how many hours of revision I would do per day. So on a school day, I would do about five hours. But on days like the weekends or in the holidays, I would do up to eight hours of revision per day, sometimes nine hours. And I would track like how many subjects I would do per day and what topics I would do. I had these big graphs full of all these details about what I did per day. And I was really on top of things, but at the same time, you could argue that it was maybe too much. I would wake up early before school at like 6am and I would revise for like a couple of hours before school to make sure that I could get extra work in. I would stay up late and do my homework late and 
it was, it was a lot and I started quite early as well compared to most people I started revising in like late winter time whereas most people started revising I'd say like a couple of months before the exams actually started later on people confessed that they started revising like a couple of weeks before and they were doing like last minute revision the night before and things like that whereas I was proper on top of things way earlier than most people but yeah with all that grafting all that hard work nine hours of revision per day and all that I did get pretty good grades on my GCSEs and it was very gratifying people were complimenting me left right and center saying oh my gosh we knew you could do it you're a very smart kid and oh my god you're gonna go so far and you're gonna do all these amazing things and yada yada and I was super happy I was over the moon and it just yeah it just felt great and then then came sixth form <laughs> So on results day, we went to my chosen sixth form to submit my like final application and to say what subjects I wanted to do. And very last minute, I decided I wanted to do English language, business and computer science. Now, with computer science, I was like, OK, I have not done the computer science GCSE. I don't know how well I'm going to do with this. But I was reassured by many people that I was a smart kid and I would figure it out. And I remember the teacher who was there on the day at the sixth form, he was like, I think you can do well looking at your GCSE results. You know, you seem like a competent kid. You can do well in computer science A-level without having any previous knowledge. Oh, I didn't mention this, actually. I totally forgot. But before I did my GCSEs, when I got my predicted grades in year 10 and year 11, they were still very low. Like they were extremely low. And for someone who had very high expectations of herself and for someone who was constantly seeking academic validation, that didn't feel great. And I think that that's what helped push me to do all that revision to get better than what I was predicted. Anyway, yeah, back to sixth form. I picked those subjects and I started in September of 2018. Bear in mind that the high school I went to was quite small in comparison to normal high schools. So we didn't have that many kids in each class. So going into this mainstream sixth form, eh, it was a bit jarring. There were loads of kids. And the thing is, when there's loads of kids, there's going to be some very, very, very smart people in those classes. Like there were full on geniuses in my classes. Maybe not my business class, but my English language class and my computer science class. I would say I was definitely somewhere near the bottom of both of those classes. I was just surrounded by these academic overachievers who were all naturally smart. To these people, these subjects came very easily to them. Whereas for me, I think I had to work overtime to get anywhere near the level that they were working at. And as someone who was labelled as very clever growing up, my ego took another hit. Because when I was getting exam results back, when I was getting feedback on homework, when I was getting school reports from sixth form, I was like, oh damn, I'm not doing well in this either. And like I said, I never had any talents in anything else. The academic side of things was all I had. And so seeing these kind of results when it felt like I was trying really hard already, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all. I have talked about computer science before. I said it's probably like one of my biggest regrets in life um, because I just really couldn't get it. Like I couldn't understand anything that was going on in that class. Couldn't wrap my head around any of those concepts. And so when we had tests and homework and things like that, the teacher, he would log everything on this big spreadsheet and the spreadsheet was available for everyone in the class. So I could visibly see that I was at the bottom. 
and everyone else could see it as well. And then on top of that, everyone else in that class had already done computer science previously. Everyone else in that class was a guy. I was the only girl. And everyone else was an internal student. I was an external student, which meant that they all knew each other previously from high school. And I was the only person who had come from a different high school to that sixth form. So yeah, it was it was fun. I had a lot of fun. It was great, as you can imagine. And at the same time, I felt like I couldn't quit that subject, mainly because... I was the only girl. I felt like I was repping the females in that class. I was like, I can't, I can't let everyone down. I need to try my hardest. So I did, you know, I put in extra work. I would stay behind after school in that classroom and try my best. And I think I achieved okay. Like, you know, I was doing all right. And then COVID came and the exams were cancelled and it was like literally a gift from God. I was like, thank you. Thank you for this. Because I don't know how I would have done an actual computer science A-level exam. I don't think I would have passed, to be honest. And to be honest, when I was doing well in any of these subjects, so whether it was business or English, I had severe imposter syndrome. I felt like I wasn't actually doing well and that was pure luck or that it was, you know, a case where I'd seen the question already and things like that. I didn't, I couldn't give myself credit for doing well at any point. But yeah, so A-levels are the point in time where I can definitely say that as a gifted child, I was fully burnt out. I had gone from someone who could easily get good grades without having to try to someone who had to try really hard to get good grades to someone who was trying really hard and still couldn't get good grades. So it's a bit of a journey there. So like I said, when the A-level exams got cancelled in 2020, I was so relieved and I was like, yeah, I don't think I could have, don't think I could have done those to be honest. Um, but then came results day. So I had no idea what to expect on results day. To be honest, a lot of the teachers did like me, especially my business teacher and my English teachers. So I thought maybe I could, you know, <laughs> maybe they would be nice and give me some good grades there. And like I said, I didn't find business hard, actually. Business was okay. Um, I did pretty okay in that. And like I said, teacher liked me. So I had high expectations for that. But English and computer science, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to get. And to me it did matter because in my eyes these results are going to stay with you for the rest of your life like people are going to ask you oh so what did you get in your a-levels and you're going to say those three grades and it's going to be a defining characteristic that's what i was thinking anyway so results day came when i was abroad actually i was in turkey with my extended family on my mum's side and that day i was so stressed i tried not to show it but i was very stressed out it's just something that was completely out of my hands there's literally nothing that you could do about it and i was just waiting for that dreaded email bearing in mind at this time i was looking for degree apprenticeships because i didn't want to go to university straight up i wanted to work and learn at the same time that was my plan i've talked about it before so i was like these results they are going to matter to some extent and I want them to be good. So the first grades that I got for my A-levels were B, B, C. And I was like, oh, it felt very lacklustre. I was like, okay, there's nothing really good on there. and There's nothing really bad on there either. So I don't know how to feel about that. And the whole day I was a bit dazed. I was like, eh, don't know how to feel. But as some people might know, those grades were changed. Um, so everyone got like initial results and then they were changed to what your actual predicted grades were, um, which meant that I went from BBC to ABB, which was interesting. But because of that initial disappointment, I couldn't feel happy with the results that I ended up with. ABB is like really good, really good for A-level. 
but it just didn't feel satisfying to any like extent and I was just I couldn't help but feel disappointed I don't know why maybe it's because like I said I put a lot of like weight on these results I was like these are the results that are going to be with you for life I don't know what I actually wanted like did I want three A's I know I was never going to get three A's especially an A in computer science that's not going to happen um but yeah I just didn't feel happy with them at the time right now I feel happy with them I'm grateful for what I got like super grateful especially that A I don't know if I deserve that but yeah Anyway, while I was on this holiday, some other stuff happened. I got declined from a few degree apprenticeships I had applied for. And with these degree apprenticeships, I had gotten pretty far in the interview processes as well. Like I had done many stages in them, but I got declined at the last stage. And I remember receiving an email saying that, oh, we've tried to call you, but it didn't go through. Could you please give us a call back? Because we'd like to tell you about the results of your interview. And I was like, oh my God, does that mean I've got it? Because like, why else would they call me? So I phoned them and because it had to be at a specific time, I was on the beach at the time. So I used my uncle's phone. I was on a beach in Turkey. I phoned them and they said, oh yeah, we just wanted to speak to you because we wanted to let you know that you haven't actually passed the interview and we're not going to be giving you the job but we wanted to let you know that you tried really hard and we appreciate it i was like bro i'm on a beach in turkey and i'm on holiday and you've probably just ruined my day thank you for that and it did it ruined my day because it was an apprenticeship i really wanted as well and yeah to be told that you didn't get it on a phone call like because i had that expectation i was like oh my god like they've asked me to phone them that must mean i've got it and then to go back to the beach and tell my family i had to give my uncle's phone back to him and tell my whole family that i didn't get the apprenticeship and they were all like oh no it's okay you're gonna get a better one it's fine i was like no don't try and comfort me it won't work but yeah that kept happening <laughs> uh, i kept applying and then i wouldn't get it i think mainly because those apprenticeships are very competitive and that means that you know there are people out there who are going to be smarter and more capable than you who are going to land these apprenticeships and I realized that the hard way and I was like you know what I guess I'm gonna to have to settle for something that's a little bit lower than that so I faced the reality of the situation and I started to apply for apprenticeships that were at a lower level so the ones that aren't equivalent to a degree but they're equivalent to an A level instead and I spent about six months doing different courses online and kind of just getting my head together really and yeah throughout those six months I did loads of different interviews and I started to get offers I started to get job offers and I started to decline them because I was like actually I don't want to work for you <laughs> I don't want to work for you either and yeah it took me about six months before I found one that I actually wanted to work with but by this point I could see beyond academics like I could see beyond the need to get good results and the need to you know be in higher education and I felt like getting work experience was better and starting at a job was better and so I think the apprenticeship that came to me um, in 2021 came at the perfect time. So yeah, someone who spent her whole life <laughs> uh, seeking academic validation and seeking ways to get really good results and someone who felt like she was at the top and that she was one of the smart kids, she went from all of that to realizing that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I can say that confidently because throughout my apprenticeship, we had a couple of tests and then we had to do a final project. And I can tell you with full confidence that I did not try my hardest in any of those things. 
I put my full effort into the job side of the apprenticeship rather than the academic side of it and I came out with a mediocre grade I came out with a pass um I think the higher one that you can get is like a distinction um or a merit uh, but I came out with like the middle grade which is literally just a pass and you know what I was fine with it. I didn't have any reservations about it. I didn't feel disappointed. I didn't feel like I could have tried harder. Well, I mean, you know, I could have tried harder, but I didn't like have any regrets, you know? And that is the full arc of a gifted child. The full arc of someone who grew up being told that, you know, you're really smart and you're going to go far in life. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a dentist to, you know, realizing it's okay to settle for less. Okay, now that sounds, that sounds bad but you know what I mean realizing what's actually important in life and realizing what you're actually you know passionate about realizing what you're actually good at and yeah it's just the full character arc here and it's a widespread problem you know there's so many people out there who had high expectations for themselves so many people out there who are still seeking academic validation people out there who are on the brink of a burnout or have just gone through a burnout or are going through burnouts because they expected better from themselves and I just want to say to all those people it's okay it will be okay at some point I don't know when but it'll be okay Anyway, I hope I didn't ramble too much on today's episode. It's definitely more of a story time rather than like an informational episode, you know? I mean, what more do you expect? I don't really have, you know, all the information on this. But yeah, like I said earlier, when I say gifted child, I don't mean like the other stuff. I mean very specifically kids who grew up smart or grew up thinking that they were smart. That's what I mean by gifted child. But yeah, I hope you learned something today. I don't know. I hope you feel better about yourselves if you could relate to me and if you couldn't relate to me and you think that I sound like an egotistical academic maniac then that's fine as well (laughs) but either way uh I hope you enjoyed if you did please follow me on whatever platform you're currently listening to me on just so you can be notified whenever I do post and I hope you have a lovely bank holiday weekend Uh aha I hope you have a lovely week lovely month hope the start of the academic year goes well for you if you are starting if you're starting something new i hope that goes well as well and i'll see you in the next one goodbye and assalamu alaikum